when inflation is 5% and it's growing at half percent, you're losing 4.5% every year, okay? So I actually teach participating whole life insurance. And this is why. Because one, whole life insurance with the right companies is the oceans of money. Go look at banks. Where do they hold their, where do they hold their reserves? It's in whole life insurance of billions and billions of dollars. Why do they do that? Well, they do that because of the protection and they do that because of the rate of return and the tax advantages. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. I'm here with Shane Walker, and we had a phenomenal episode one when we got talking about Cube Money, the difference between a budgeting app versus uh, what you guys are up to. And just in summary, go back and watch our original episode. I don't know what official it's going to be, but you can search it on YouTube. There should be a link down below. And you walk through how people are overspending, how we're getting caught up into the points game, but we're just overspending and how budgeting apps really don't work because they're just reflecting on past behavior, but you're combining the banking function and, and creating good habits. I know you're a big fan of the power of habit and it's really amazing because you're taking like discipline of a cash envelope, but giving you the convenience of a debit card, combining that together. And that is why your app is taking off. And so again, I, I highly, highly encourage you. If, if you watching this video because of the title or the thumbnail, like go back to, to our first one, because that's where you give the origin story of why you guys started and just really grateful for you to be on. But right now, what I want to talk about is wealth building, because I think there's two worlds that are colliding. There's the world of like, hey, we're not going to spend any money. We're going to be frugal. There's the people that are minimalist, which I love that world. But my critique is like, all right, let's talk about building wealth. Like, let's be abundant in how we're thinking. Let's not just, just pinch pennies, pennies. And so a lot of times, I'm just going to be very, very general. I would say when and if Dave Ramsey knows you guys exist, because he will know if he doesn't already, he's going to be very, very impressed with your platform because he, you're taking his message of the envelope system and, and making it super, super effective. Okay? So I'm going to throw that out there. And I know that you don't agree on every talking point that he has. So what I want to do is I want to talk about, okay, we're building wealth. And Dave Ramsey's very against paying off the house. He's very into investing in mutual funds. He's very, I mean, he literally thinks you're the scum of the earth if you think about permanent life insurance. He's really anti-majority of things, including, you know, paying, paying for uh, real estate with, with a mortgage and stuff. So all in all, I'm, I might be opening up some can, a can of worm uh, or two, but I just, I really value your, your thoughts and, and the way that we talked about it. I was like, man, if we could get that articulated and documented, I think it would serve our, our audience very well. And so without further ado, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, thank you, Kim. It's great to be with you. Funny story is, is we launched a competition through our education platform where you could get three friends, three couples together, and you won points by completing the course, doing the activities, and then adopting Cube Money. And Dave Ramsey's chief of marketing, chief of customer support, and somebody else was one of those, te those teams and won. <laughs> so they're going with us to Dominican Republic. 
Uh, so they definitely know about us. <laughs> so, Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And I think we both agree. I going to be doing a series soon on some of Dave Ramsey's teachings. I respect the, the, the world out of the, this guy because he's very definite in what he teaches. He's helped so many people. He has to stay consistent. He can't muddy the water. So I understand that. And I think he's done a hundred times more good than, than bad, oh, quote unquote. Absolutely. What really, really bothers me is the elementary thinking of building wealth versus the yeah. savings aspect. And so we can get into that. So forget I opened like the way I did. How do we, how do we build wealth? Okay. I got my, I'm saving, I'm saving $15,000 more a year. Thanks to you because I'm not overspending. I'm being really intentional and my marriage has never been better because we're not fighting about money. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. What so do I do Matt, what, do, what do you do from there? Yep. That is, I, I love it. Okay. So step number one, stockpile a hundred thousand dollars in a safe money place. Not only are you out of debt, now you're creating a foundation for your financial plan that will keep you out of debt, keep you having complete peace. And if that one thing comes along that is on your bucket list, you can do it. Or if someone you really care about passes away across the world, you can buy a plane ticket short notice because you have the funds to do so. And so it a really $100,000 in a safe money place changes the world. Now, let me talk to you about what a safe money place is. A safe money place has four elements or four characteristics. One, it's liquid. You can get access to this money within a week. Two, it is non-volatile. It's not moving at all like this. It's, it's stable. Three, the rate of return on this money is hopefully beating inflation or matching inflation. Okay. And then four, it's protected. All right. Now there's two safe money places. One, Dave Ramsey and I completely agree upon, and that is in a money market slash high yield savings, high yield checking. The problem with this, it's really easy, but the problem is, is they're growing right now at about a half a percent. That's the high yield. And so it's when inflation is 5% and it's growing at half percent, you're losing four and a half percent every year. Okay. So I actually teach participating whole life insurance. And this is why, because one whole life insurance with the right companies is the oceans of money. Go look at banks. Where do they hold their, where do they hold their reserves? It's in whole life insurance of billions and billions of dollars. Why do they do that? Well, they do that because of the protection and they do that because of the rate of return and the tax advantages. Okay. And so whole life insurance, it is um, accessible within a week, always, no matter what account you're in. It's growing by four to 6% on a tax-free basis. And it is, it is protected by the, the, the insurance regulations. So it's very, very safe. And then the last thing is, is it's, it's non-volatile. It's not moving with the markets. Yeah. It is a constant compounding. Plus you get life insurance, long-term care benefit, critical illness benefit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, it gives you some tremendous tax advantages. So the first thing you do want to do is set up a $100,000 in a safe money place. And I teach whole life insurance. And that's why. 
I just want to, I just want to point something out. What's really unique about your message and what we teach is life insurance is not an investment. It's not, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a place to store capital. You say safe money place. I, I like that Sto store capital in a place that you say is liquid, non-volatile gets a, a competitive rate return in that type of asset and it's protected. And, sure. and we talk about emergency and opportunity that that's an area where you could take advantage of both. Um, so I, again, I, I was floored when I heard this for the first time that you articulated that, because again, I stereotype you like you're a cash envelope guy. That's well, let me, let me rephrase that. You're innovating the cash envelope system in a way that is brilliant. And again, it's like I, this message by the way, is going to potentially butt heads in conflict, uh, create conflict, but I, I love the principles that you stand by. And so uh, that was like, wow, you actually teach that you live that out. And I saw that for my own eyes. And so yeah, um, that's, this is the way I, and I set this up early on in my marriage, Caleb, and it is been the foundation. There's been times when we haven't done well, we've had to dip into it and we've paid it back, but it's given us a place. And the cool thing is if you structure these right in four years, you have all the money that you've, that you have put into this account and it's growing at four and a half to four to six percent yep. and it's amazing and i'll just tell you the reason why i believe dave ramsey and a lot of these other companies say buy term invest the difference is because it's a simple message yep. that people get quickly and also safe money place being in money markets high yield savings high yield checking that's the easiest thing so if you just want easy that is the method that, that's the way to go and it's yep. there's nothing wrong with it but yep. if you want to do what a lot of the wealthy are doing it's a little more sophisticated but there's a lot more benefits yep participating and, whole life insurance is the way to go for me well and and here's what i'll say and just last point a lot of people don't know how to set it up properly yeah. a lot of people don't like it it truly when dave is saying it's the payday lender of the middle class i i very much get why he says that because you look at what most people do it is not structured in the way that you and I structure policies. Um, well, and that's what I was going to say. Better wealth and your yeah. advisors understand yeah. how to structure it properly. Right. And I'm telling you, they'll emphasize cash value. They'll make sure they stay within the limits that the government sets yeah. for yeah. making sure it's still a life insurance policy and you'll build cash value tremendously. So anyways, so then. But, yeah. So you build your safe money, hundred thousand, yeah. um, which is I think some people are floored by that. They're like, Hey, I got 10 grand in the bank. I'm good. hundred thousand. I love that. You're talk about a solid foundation after that. What's the next step? Okay. So then after that, then you get into investing wisely. This is the last step. And for me, investing wisely comes down to three important elements. Okay. The first is, um, making sure that I have a safety net for retirement. And what that means is it, if everything else doesn't go well for me, I'm going to have a consistent cash flow through retirement that's guaranteed. In the old days, there was what we called pensions. And that was a, a set amount that I got every month, no matter what happened to the markets, no matter what happened. And that that's an important thing. It creates peace of mind. So safety net. The second thing is, is well, let me actually just address one other thing. A lot of people talk about net worth and it's all about net worth. And I've heard you say, Caleb, it doesn't matter about net worth. What matters is cash flow. Cash flow, maximizing cash flow is the spending power of money. You can have $5 million, but if you're going to pay $2 million of that $5 million in taxes, 
then really you only have $3 million. And that's what you got of that cash flow is. So anyways, cash flow is what's important. So once you have the safety net, the second thing is, is what are the tax consequences of your investment decisions? Is it tax-free growth? Is it tax-deferred growth? Or is it taxable growth? And to be honest, you should balance your portfolio between all three. Because if you have all tax deferred, what are the tax rates going to be when you retire? I don't know. And so if everything is tax deferred, you've just given up all your tax deductions because your home's probably paid off, all your children are gone, and everything's, everything's, all of those write-ups are gone. So you're going to be paying more taxes per income at that time. So, but you want to be able to have some strategy, tax strategy. So some of your money should be in tax deferred, some of your money should be in tax free, and some of your money should be in taxable. So that's the second element. Yeah, I just, I want to point out that right now the U.S. debt has unfunded liabilities of 85 and counting trillion, not to be mistaken by the 28 trillion of debt, but we're on the hook for 85 trillion dollars. And so I think a lot of people will look at that and say, yeah, we don't know what taxes are going to be, but it's not uh, trending favorably for uh, for paying less in taxes in the future. So that's, I'm yeah. not betting on that. That's, that's for dang sure. I'm not betting on that. So yeah, exactly. So and then the third, the third is the, the academic investing. Okay. Now I wanted to ask you a question. What, why do, why is there so much emphasis um, out in the marketplace on um, timing, market timing investments and stock picking and, you know, judging the news and all of those kind of things? I, I mean, what I would say, and I don't want this to be in the weeds, but I would say there's people in power that control a lot of money that know, like laugh when we, the people are on with our Robinhood apps trying to like game the system. It So, I just look at that as saying like um, that the reason Dalbar says that the person is the average person's earning way under what the S and P did is because of human behavior and emotion. Um, I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but I just exactly what I'm looking yeah. for. There's people, and and you just have to realize the market is a zero sum game. That means if I win, somebody else loses, and when you are considering the competition, you've got to look, look at the hedge funds yep. and the institutional investment firms. And that's who you're going against. Yep. And they're controlling masses, massive amounts of money. And they're the ones that are getting invited to talk on the news. And so what they say is impacting the markets and they know how it's going to impact the markets and they do the exact opposite so that they win. So you just have to realize that that's what's going on. So when I talk about academic investing, it's really, really simple. It's a diversified approach based on risk tolerance. And you are um, investing for the long term. That's it's those three simple things. And when I'm talking about um, a diversified approach, I'm talking about investing in whole markets, like invest in funds that are the the entire market of the United States or world markets, because then you are diversified. When you invest in mutual funds, you can invest in five mutual funds. And guess what? All five mutual funds are invested in Apple. All five mutual funds are invested in, yeah. you know what I mean? In yeah. Walmart and so forth. And so you're not really diversified. 
Yep. And so you're investing in whole market strategies. That's diversification. And then based on a risk tolerance, you're investing a portion of that money in liquid bonds, depending on your risk tolerance, and yep. a portion of it in equity. And then as the markets ebb and flow, it's going to change. Let's say you have 80% in equity and 20% in bond. Well, if the market goes down, the bond market goes up. So now it's 70-30. Well, you sell high, buy low. And as you do that strategy, you're going to get a 10 to 12% rate of return in the markets. And it's incredible. And obviously, there's large cap, cap, small cap growth versus value. And you and you can learn those strategies, but you just invest for long term following those strategies. And you don't have to watch the markets all the time. You right. don't have to be listening to the news all the time, which takes a ton of time and you lose most of the time. And so anyways, so those three things. Yeah. What are your thoughts on real estate and starting a business? Sorry. That's also actually very important. So each person has different a different interests yeah. and actually different talents. And if yeah. your talent is real estate, I'm telling you what, build up your whole life insurance liquidity and use it to invest in real estate and build your real estate portfolio. Um, if you're an entrepreneur like I am, I put most of my money in my own companies yeah. because I know and I feel and see every day what's going on. And so that's where I invest most of my money. I use my whole life insurance liquidity to fund what I'm doing as an entrepreneur. And I get much higher returns than I would in the markets. So I, I shouldn't, I, I messed up on, yeah. on that. You need to determine, are you an entrepreneur? Yeah. Are you a real estate guru or are you a market guru? Right. And you want to have a balance between the three, but what your greatest interest is, that's where you really right. put your money. So I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, but step number one in wealth building is we, we got to start tracking our money. We got to take control of our money. Use Cube. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's right. right. Like Absolutely. use their app. And again, listen to part one. If you, if you don't know what I'm saying, use their app. Part number two is save up $100,000 in a safe, safe place. Okay. It needs to be liquid, non-volatile, good rate of return and protected. Correct. After, after you have that, then it's, it's figure out what, what you want to do really and we call this it's not in the investment it's usually in the investor and right. and really getting clear like are are you an entrepreneur most people aren't by the way most people are not entrepreneurs they're lying right. to themselves but if you I'm are not, yeah you're, you're not so too i mean we're, right. yeah. we're a little crazy in the head but hey that's the way we roll <laughs> we, we must have hit our head when we were young and you know um a real estate everyone and their neighbor wants to be a real estate investor i'm telling you is real estate's not as good as you think it is if you're not if you're not dialed in and know right. the rules of the game. And so uh, the third area is if you're not going to do a business, if you're not going to do real estate, make sure that you're going to play the long game with the market. Don't get caught up in the the quick quick win, behavioral, right. emotional. Like make sure that you have a strategy that's that's you know built in and well diversified. And and you you did a great job explaining that. Um, what what's next? Because I think I think one thing that comes to my mind is obviously we want to highlight cash flow, which which you shared, but then you also want to protect your your kingdom kind of deal. How how does that come in, and what are the other steps um, in this in this framework? So this is this gets into some pretty detailed stuff that we probably ought to not cover in 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 a podcast because it totally depends on your situation. 
but you got to realize that there's two halves of a football game. One is the accumulation yep. and one is the spending, right? And, and this is the same thing in your financial life. The first part you're accumulating and you're building that. And, and when you're doing that, you, the most important half, to be honest with you, is the second half. It's the spending phase. And if you've done a good job at diversifying between tax-free growth with Roth IRAs, municipal bonds, whole life insurance, and so forth. That's tax-free growth, right? And then you have others that are in tax-deferred, like your all your qualified plans, 401k, SEPs, IRAs, and things like that. Now you can actually take two hundred thousand dollars out of your out of your net worth, out of your um, your retirement plan, and only be liable to pay taxes on hundred thousand dollars. Right. That will save you fifty thousand dollars of taxes, kind of a thing, right? Yeah. And so, anyways, you're, you're you're doing that, and then the safety net. If you have some of that money, like again, whole life insurance is cost compounding. You can take money with no intentions of paying that back and pay no taxes on that money, and support a lot of your retirement lifestyle. You also have annuities that are constant compounding, guaranteed, that create that safety net. And then you have other money that are in the markets and things like that, that you could, if the markets are up, you can take more money out of that, less money out of this, right? And it gives you strategies to maximize cash flow through yeah. retirement, which is, which is incredibly valuable. Um, and real estate plays into that. And so does um, the entrepreneurial world as you structure your entities. And yeah. I can't get into all that right now yeah. because that's a lot of information, yeah. but yeah, it's all well, there. And I and I would just say in summary of that is there's two phases, the accumulation phase, which is important because if you don't accumulate anything, it's going to be a rough life. Uh -huh. um, but a lot of people are not have any type of strategies on how to transfer that to cash flow. Cash flow is the thing that speaks. Cash flow is the thing that will be able to allow you to not have to work if you choose not to. And um, yeah, we're, we're speaking the same language. Um, as we wrap this up, when you yeah. look at the gurus out, what are some of the things that you really like about what Dave Ramsey teaches and others? I don't know if you want to name any others on the show. And what are the things that you you would challenge or maybe there's friction there? Because there's no one person that agrees with everything. But I do know that you speak very highly of people like Dave. And again, uh, I want to allow you this time to say, hey, these are some of the things I really like about so-and-so in this in this industry here are the things that i've learned in my experience that if you just tweak these things you might find you might get better results uh, okay yeah thank you um so speaking of dave ramsey specific, specifically i love dave ramsey's attention to conscious spending yep and the truth is cash envelopes is by far the most successful budgeting method that has ever been created it's just hard when you use cash. That's why we create a queue. So that's really valuable. Um, Dave Ramsey's um, belief about credit cards and the real impact that credit cards create in life, I so agree. And I've experienced it personally when I was paying off my balances every month and thinking, man, we are getting the points. We're living the life. This is awesome. And then transferring to a conscious spender and it saved me $3,000 a month. That is $36,000 a year. That is 
$360,000 in 10 years. So that makes a massive difference. Um, so I completely believe in, believe in what he's saying. I also love what he teaches about debt elimination, like the debt snowball, the debt avalanche, and getting that system. By the way, Cube Money will build a completely automated debt elimination where it'll make your payments for you. It's coming, but we completely believe in that. The idea of never buying whole life insurance, completely disagree. I completely disagree. I think that depends on the person, yeah. what their goals are, and what their, what their um, philosophy is on money. Right. But one thing I will tell you is, is when you have a philosophy that you believe, you can purchase products and services that fit that philosophy, and it will guide you to success. Right. If you're just, if you don't follow a philosophy of money, you're being sold products and services that don't fit within a philosophy and you're being sold. There's a difference between selling products and placing products. You want to place products within that. Um, and I actually believe that Dave Ramsey teaches that. He just teaches it differently than I do. Um, right. So I also really agree with Dave Ramsey about lottery tickets. It's poor man's tax. There's no question in my mind. Yeah, same. I agree um, with that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So ultimately... What about um, the paying off mortgage? Where where do you stand on that? Um, a mortgage is healthy debt. It creates write-offs. It's very low. I mean, I'm paying 2.5% on my mortgage right now. Why would I pay that off when I can get 5% on my whole life insurance policy? Or even better than that, invest in cube and these things that, and, and get 10 X my money over the next two years. Um, so again, that is largely dependent on you as a person, how you feel about debt, what your philosophy is. And if you just want to pay off your debt so that for the peace of mind, you, yeah. you can realize that you're going to free up 2000, 1500 to $3,000 a month in cash flow. But once that's freed up, just make sure you're wise with that and really push hard towards retirement savings because you're starting much later if you pay off your, your mortgage. I love it, man. I, I know we got to wrap up. I really enjoy these conversations. One uh, question I didn't ask you in our first interview was what I ask all of our guests. <laughs> it's called the legacy question. And it essentially goes, if this is your last day on earth and you're with the people that you love the most, what are you going to make sure to transfer in those conversations? What's most sacred to you? What are you going to make sure to like tell the people that you love the most you can't give them the app can't give them any of these podcasts or or books but you can give them that last conversation what that's what what is that going to look like that's easy i would um bear my witness that jesus is the christ and he is our saving redeemer uh, he's the light and the life of the world and if his atonement his sacrifice he felt all of my pains all of my weaknesses, all of my insecurities, hunger, thirst, fatigue, fear, anxiety, depression. He's felt it all. And he also felt paid for my sins. And so I can rely upon him every day and he will lift me up and give me the strength to continue to bless, build his kingdom and bless the people around me. And that is where true joy comes from in my life. Um, and that's what I would love. I, I want my wife and my children to understand because that's what's brought me happiness in life.
Shane, I admire you. Um, I'm grateful for the values that you have, the mission that you're on with Cube Money. Um, how can people find out more about the app? How can they get connected with with you, the community? Like, I'm just excited to have you on the show, and I know this is not going to be the last time you come on because uh, you're, you're going to the moon, man. And I just want to hook my uh, <laughs> hook hook what we're up to 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 your spaceship. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Caleb. Well, so um, the best way to connect with us is cubemasters.com. This is a place where not only will you get get access to the app, you'll also get access to all of the education, the coaching, the advisement that follows these principles. And this is something that Better Wealth is going to help you do um, in working together. And so anyways, cubemasters.com and in the notes, you'll see a link specifically, some, a specific offer for Better Wealth, the Better Wealth community. Um, because man, we believe in what Better Wealth is doing. We believe in Caleb and you're blessed to be connected to him and to his community. But anyways, through cubemasters.com, you also are connected to a community of people that are conscious spending, that are on a mission to create financial health and create more joy, peace, and freedom around money. Shane, I appreciate it, man. I want to encourage everybody, check out the link below. It's super generous uh, for you to give our audience a special gift and just benefit to being part of this. I, I want to encourage you. Like I'm telling you, you're not going to like it at first um, because any anytime you change a habit, it's it can be tricky. But really getting control of your of your spending. Yeah, I think studies will will show as 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 people study people that go through this, like marriages, better parenting, better business business uh, management, better wealth stewardship. It's it's gonna be really neat and it's gonna be exciting to see people that are believers that have have that what they're able to do for their churches and, and charities and the people that are on a mission to want to serve X, Y, and Z what they'll be able to do because of that. And so um, it'll, it'll, that's going to be tricky to track, but um, I'm, I'm not going to underestimate anything of what you guys are up to and uh, excited to see the ripple effect. Thank you, Caleb, man. It's, it's an honor being here with you too. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.